You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, and you're connecting to a segment of soul, silence, and sound. On this soul and lunar cycle that we're traversing through an interstellar space, there's a lot going on in the universe and right here on planet Earth. Today, uh, we're going to dive a little deeper into owning it through the lens of a practice that is very helpful to not only yourself, but the world at large. And so, as mentioned, when we work from the inner world to the outer world, we start to shift the world that we live in. And there's um, a phrase that a lot of people have quoted that actually is a misquote uh, in a certain regard, maybe to the deeper meaning. And that's a story for another day, but it talks about being the change and Uh, Many of you know who has been quoted in saying that. Uh, Yet the true sentiment of that be the change is kind of maybe uh, metaphorical and tongue-in-cheek, but it requires that being requires making change. Making change. So when we don't make change from within, then the world that we relate to does not change either. And the characters that arrive on your set on the micro to the macro level continue to repeat themselves over and over and over. And so if inside there's volatility, outside there will be volatility. If inside the mind there's volatility, outside the mind there will be volatility. And sometimes, for example, this shows up as the people around you might appear volatile or you might appear volatile. And the reason for that is because we're sharing our thoughts, right? That, that is the true, true weapon of mass destruction is your mind. The mind continues on. It transmits and it receives all day long into your dreaming attention. Your mind is always working to work itself out. And your dreams are an indicator of this. And a lot of times, uh, people that have not worked their mind out, meaning they haven't gotten to a place in their meditative repose where they understand what it means and embody an empty mind. So therefore, in their dreaming attention, their imagination is active in a way that is actually their conscious mind and their subconscious mind working itself out. And as the student, when I'm working with a student, starts to take responsibility for their mind in the waking and sleeping state, the mind can work itself out and then become quiet. Traumas, all these different things can leave and be reconciled so you can be at peace. And so 
in this most present moment, when we take responsibility from within to the outside world, we start to shift things. And I've mentioned things in the past about codes of conduct, ethics, and typically when anyone is meeting adversity or uh, ready to really uh, access another level of their capacity as a human being in their conscious state of being, there will be obstacles. And those obstacles are put there for a reason because, again, if we go back to that core phrase that people like to repeat, be the change, which is inviting you to make change, make change, then you can embody the change in which you wish to see in the world, embody the change. Yet what people do more than not here on planet earth is they like to pontificate about being the change, pointing fingers at people that are not the change and therefore negating the need for them to even look inside. I see this all the time in my one-on-one practice. Uh, There is often time, especially when two people are relating to each other, the finger is pointing outward versus inward. And so it's within these dances we have in uh, intimate relationships, friendships, family dynamics that we can really look at our own humanity. And so right now, uh, we are at this point that I've been explaining uh, quite a bit, especially over the past two years, and keep pointing everyone to look within and to explore their humanity and to uphold their relationship with their inner freedom, their free will, their faith, and to really own what those practices are. And if one takes the time to do that, that's where the making of the change occurs. And so there is the result of all of us not taking the proper amount of space to look within all around us. There is the result of every single one of us on planet Earth just trying to get by without having to face atrocities that are birthing around us. In this past two years, many people supporting this condition that has been placed in humanity's lap, not by one thing, by many things that was co-created, there are still parts of humanity wanting to look the other way because they might be concerned that they will lose their job. They might be concerned that they won't be able to support their family and all are valid concerns, right? And so this is that aspect that sometimes freezes us to make the change. And it doesn't have to be something so overt that you have to create complete economic instability for yourself and the world around you. This making change does start from within and then the ripple effect flows from there. So if you so do choose, you have this beautiful, beautiful opportunity. If you listen to the last two segments to really acknowledge 
where do I want to make change? What is going to assist in my footprint on planet Earth? And where can I do better? Where can I be better? And as we reveal that to ourselves, then the only person that can hold us accountable is self. So right now, in the past week, we have been swept up, if you so do choose, in the very thing I was talking about last week, that if you choose not to power down your phone for a significant or most of the day, if you do not choose to power down your TVs or what computers or whatever you're getting your information from, you are sucked into the distraction, the obstacle. And that's what keeps us from making those changes. We spin, spin, spin. That's why they call it a spin doctor. That's what the press's job is these days. That's what it's become. Let's spin this narrative so it creates an emotive response out of the viewers and we distract them. If anyone here on this planet truly believes that social media, MSM, any of those things are there to assist you in understanding what's going on, please send me an email and I'm happy to explain it to you. Those, these devices are intended to distract you. And if I send you out in the forest or on a, a deserted island, where there's no electricity. Even if you bring one of these devices and one battery and I say, okay, you're going to stay out there for two weeks. Eventually it's going to lose its signal or the battery will go out. And eventually you'll be reminded that these devices are not part of our nature and they create obstacles. Yeah, they help. They help. I see it. I see the people that are alone, that need someone to listen to them, that are scared. That's beautiful that someone could get on and get uh, an electronic feedback loop to support them. And then I also see the electronic feedback loop that becomes ugly and mean, uh, defensive. And the reason I bring that up is because uh, the the theme of this segment is, and we're eight minutes in or so, the theme of this segment is keeping it local. And that really is like making that change from within and keeping what you can do to the local capacity. Because what has happened on a global scale, because no one was paying attention to local, they were paying attention to global. That was on purpose. Let's, let's make it a global community. Let's make our businesses global community. Let's forget local sustainability. There are countries that fly everything in that they need. That's not sustainability. You know, if I have to fly across the globe to get a pack of butter, that doesn't make much sense because eventually that might not be possible. So either I need to learn to go without butter or I need to learn to make my own. And I have utmost faith in humanity that they have the ability to take care of their community. This is a fact of humanity. It has happened for thousands and thousands and thousands, 
of years, probably billions, in the different iterations of the human species on this planet, that we have the capacity to take care of our communities. So if we keep it local, you start from within and then you expand in concentric circles out, further out, then you start to understand what's happening from the interior to the exterior. And then when you take responsibility of how you're showing up for yourself, then that shifts, that makes change with how you start to relate to others and how you impact the world around you. And yes, there are some people that are uh, visionaries and global change agents. And there are people that are local change agents. Yet each one of those still has a responsibility to their interior, their local aspect of self. And as I've been encouraging each and every one of you over these past few segments is to take responsibility, get radically honest with yourself. You can complain, you can cry and scream for the world at large, but until you find that peace within you, how are you able to show up in the world in that way? And my heart goes out to each and every one of us because we've all been pressed, we've all been tested over especially this past two years in a way that we never imagined. I don't think anyone imagined that they would be tested this way. Yet, if we had been listening closely, the majority of our life, we would have seen the indicators. And guess what? If we'd been listening closely, we could have stopped this process. Yet, we're in the ninth inning, the ninth hour per Uh, something I shared about the Hopi. And all you have to remember, they gave us the wisdom. And this is all you have to remember. You are the one you're waiting for. You are the one that you're waiting for. And when you remember that through the actions from within, from honoring thyself, honoring your faith, honoring your community, honoring your family, and being that which you wish to engage with then bit by bit the world shifts and right now it's uh, precarious because all that we created was built on uh, control mechanisms fear and greed Fear and greed have got us into this mess. Lack of integrity. Lack of honoring your inner code of ethics and that which you call your faith. Each one of those testaments that you study has a code of ethics in it. It has a guidebook. And I know from uh, studying different faiths and practicing different faiths that each one, I don't know them all, but the ones I have studied 
has a code of ethics. And sure, those can be manipulated. Those can be manipulated because they are to serve something that is not part of the original intent of that faith. And irregardless of the history, the origin, or any of those things, those practices did something that is uh, very interesting in the people that know the truth about a lot of these uh, historical moments that birthed into what we call faith and theology is that they uh, all have a kindred aspect of kindness and love, which I've spoke to. And so when we're looking at avoiding what that means on an internal and external level, we start to act out against the very things that we profess that we are devout to. And you can understand if your attention is focused on people that are dedicated to harming others, that are dedicated to feeding the darkness, meaning the evil, because both polarities exist on this planet. And sometimes it's without knowing. Sometimes you're supporting a dark force without knowing. And that's why if you get clear on the inside, you start to detect these things on the outside a little sooner. You know when you're compromising your inner code of ethics in relationships, in business deals, even in practicing your faith. So as mentioned in this moment on planet Earth, they are getting ready to erase your faith doesn't really matter you know it's kind of like it doesn't really matter if there's aliens on this planet if there are they're here so we're gonna all have to learn to work together it doesn't really matter about all the different uh, races that are here on this planet because we're here and for I would say the majority of humanity we all are good with one another right that's our our humanity we love one another we may not understand each other all the time, but we love each other in a sense that we can find humanity for one another, especially in the most precarious positions. So in this moment, if you want to win the ninth inning for humanity, it's time to open up your eyes and look deeply within. Everything that you need to examine is in and around you in this moment everything and the distractions are on these mechanical devices that pull you away from what you need to know yes it's important to be aware and to have uh, a source list or people that have good vetted information uh, and those are those people that are more global and you can go to them and say, hey, do you have information on this or that? And there's a trust level. That's how true journalism works. You get sources in places that give you accurate information that you can verify. And if you can't verify, 
or you try to verify or you still feel you should share it, you can always correct what you understood to be true. And if you don't have any access to that information, then more than not what you're seeing that's being blasted in your face is a manipulation. And the reason I can say that so confidently is think about this. If truly you are in a geopolitical chess game, are you really going to tell the public what's going on? If you're having an affair, are you really going to tell your partner what's going on? Think about it. So why would you spend time absorbing and relating to the lies? If you have an indicator that someone is lying to you, whether it's MSM or your partner, why are you bothering engaging with them? Why are you bothering entertaining the lies? And then if we take it a little bit deeper, if you know you're lying to yourself, why are you entertaining them? Why are you participating in it internally to the external world? So it's a simple act that can happen right now is that you can start to get honest with yourself. And I'll put uh, the last two segments below. And as you dive into this aspect of yourself, it's really profound to sit in meditation and contemplate, wow, where, where are my quote unquote deadly sins? Where is my virtue? Where are my strengths? And what is the virtue of the sin that I keep repeating? And people don't like that word <laughs> sin, but in the new age world, they'll say shadow work. It's your sin. It's the thing you, you commit against yourself and others. If you're a thief, you're not only stealing from whatever you're stealing from, but, but you're stealing from yourself. And then if we like look beyond the semantics of what that means for you, what is the virtue? How can you shift that? The overarching one is to understand what it means to be generous. The deeper aspect of embodying generosity is not to get something because some people are generous to take, to steal. And typically, uh, I'm just using this as an example because it's a global theme that it seems like the talking heads love to do is, is to, they, they really are passionate about stealing. And so if you look at the deeper level of it, it's because the individual is motivated by greed, which the remedy is generosity. But to, to shift the practice of stealing would be to be transparent, to trust, to have faith that they don't need more. And what I can guarantee in this moment is that most of humanity, I've seen it all over the world, has become comfortable with a lot of unknowns, a lot more comfortable than those that commit atrocities on and to humanity. 
So when we go out to that microcosm and then go to the intercosm, if you decide to find the virtue within you that is actually feeding the bigger atrocity, that removes your thread. If you think about it as a tapestry. Uh, people will like to use the word truth these days. I want to know the truth. And a lot of time, the optics of truth are based on someone's opinion or ideology that they believe is valid or justified, yet there's no formal basis on facts. There's no what is in that truth. So if we look at, wow, I'm going to, I like the idea of everyone being honest, truthful, stating what is, let me examine what is. And then from there, taking that body of information and moving from there. And that's what original journalism was intended to be. They state the facts, the facts, not an op-ed. They don't create a movie set and manipulate you into thinking something's happening when it's not. And that's taken away really simply because if forces don't want things to be known, which all things are visible, but they don't have to draw attention to something else. That's simple. For all those that are listening out there, you don't need to create a circus to hide what you're doing. All right. It's visible in the universe, but you don't need to harm humanity in the process. You don't need to like mess with their mind any further. And so for each and every one of you, understand that the facts, the what is, gives us that body of information to move from. And so when you get honest with yourself about what is, really radically honest, then you can start to see what is in the world around you. If it's too scary to look at something inside, it's going to be way too scary to look at something outside. And if you're ready to look at those things inside, then do it. You can do it. And if you don't want to do it alone, then reach out for help. There's so many avenues to help. And this simple practice is something that, you know, I've learned deep in the jungle that when we take responsibility for our thread in the tapestry, the tapestry of honesty, the tapestry of generosity, the, the tapestry of kindness, if we remove, in a tapestry, there's warp and wefts. If we remove our pieces in the tapestry that does not benefit humanity and put them into the tapestry that does, that's that change that occurs. Because each one of us has a thread to the overarching. And it's such a beautiful teaching from the Amazon and uh, some of the tribal people that I've had the opportunity to sit with, is that if I take responsibility for that, and it's not going to be easy, there's no fix in looking at that, you know, uh, nature shows us these aspects of things that we can do, and then it's our responsibility to do them. No one can do it for you. No one. You got to do it for yourself. So to keep it really direct is, as I mentioned, own it. 
first discover where the veils are, that's the segment before own it, where the veils are that you've been holding up in and around you, where you've been creating an illusion or delusion about your reality and about yourself. Number two is own it, own it, see it, own it. You say, yeah, that's me. Wow. Those are wow moments when we get like that. And a little humble pie is always good to go by in that moment. And humility is so powerful because it softens the gaze. And if you're on a quest to reach higher states of consciousness, humility is your friend. Such a beautiful friend. And then you're in this very, very intimate space with yourself, and that's a locality that only you can touch. That local point is where you can make change. And depending how you show up in your own external world for your family, friends, yourself, that will impact when you make that change. You will shift the pattern, the karmic cycle for yourself, for your children, and for others. That, that thread all of a sudden pulls out and gets used for the benefit of all. You, you will remove the urge to lie and weave it into the tapestry of honesty and truth. You will remove the thread of cheating and you'll weave it into the tapestry of honor and dignity. There are so many aspects of our behavior that impacts more than anyone can imagine. And so then when we start to make these commitments to ourself, we start to make those commitments to the places we show up in. And what will happen on this journey, it's a guarantee, is that you'll get to one deeper understanding of what it means to shift your contribution from within to the outside world. And then when you make that shift, you will start to get challenged and tested. And then there's one more layer of discovery and passage. And sometimes the only way through is through the swamp, is through the mess so that you can own the next layer. So you understand why you're making the choices you are, why you're making the change that you would like to be. And so that's a beautiful moment, an opportunity. So if inspired, keep it really local in these next week. We're coming up on the Tibetan Lunar New Year. And in that locality, really welcome yourself to see and understand how you can make change from within. Any grasping to anything in the outside world will keep you from seeing what is. And if you want to know what is on the outside world, 
start to find people that have information that is objective analysis of what is, whether it's about health, whether it's about an industry that you want to work in, whether it's about geopolitical things, whatever it is, get clear and start to become a good investigator, especially in areas that you want to know more about or that you want to work in or you want to be in or you want to contribute to. And everything that you commit to within yourself can be a commitment to as you engage in those things that you are destined to be a part of. It's kind of like the old term where people say, I just, you know, a lot of people growing up, we would say, oh, those are the people that just come on Sunday. Well, it's better they don't come on Sunday and, and or not at all. But the, the point is, is that if you meet your practices, you meet your faith, you meet your uh, aspect of yourself every single day, that is going to build something really beautiful and hold you accountable. If you just meet it once in a blue moon, or maybe here or there, it it's not going to have the same weight. It's kind of like doing sit-ups every once in a while, but if you do them every single day, you're going to yield an outcome. If you meet your faith every day, your spirit, your soul every day, that's going to have one of the most significant impacts on the world around you, on your mind, body, and emotions. And then if you meet all those other components too, you're going to be covered, going to be covered. And then when you look out into the world beyond, you will see how you can show up from within, from that locality out into your world around you. So in the final aspect of this, if inspired, try not to get distracted. Anytime we are wanting to achieve more, we can get distracted and any athlete that has reached certain goals will tell you if you get distracted in your race or your competition, it's over. So with that being said, let's come up to a seated position and take a nice gentle breath into the heart center. And then exhale out. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And one more. Inhale. And exhale. And as we go into the silent meditation, I welcome you to follow your natural breathing pattern. Bring your gaze to a focal point down in front of you. Gently following that breath.
simply if you're still in an upright seated position just bring yourself back into a reclined position if you're on a chair or a sofa or if you're on your mat recline back into Shavasana and as you come to the earth the floor or the bed Just gently welcome your body to stay present, to soften, and to continue to dive into your inner landscape. Simply observe that breath, closing the eyes, and enjoying being here.
gentle breath into the heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Good. And then gently from there, breathing in and out, gently moving the fingers and toes and coming up into a seated position. And as inspired, taking a moment. just to give gratitude for all aspects of yourself. Good. And as you continue to breathe in and out, welcome you to take a moment just to be and if you have a moment to be a little bit longer after this segment uh, just maybe make a mental journal entry or a physical one about the locality within that you're ready to continue to refine and shift and transform from within. That practice alone will give you uh, certainty and your own clear compass. Welcome you to just be with that. And then if inspired, reduce the distractions. Notice the distractions. And rather than push away that those obstacles, use them as an opportunity to dig a little deeper from the inside out. So I welcome you to take another deep breath in and out. As we sign out, I just want you to imagine dropping that literal metaphorical pebble in the water. And that local shift from within has ripples, scientifically speaking, spiritually speaking, emotionally speaking, mentally speaking, and physically speaking. As inspired, make change.
embody that which you wish to be in the world. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a soft, gentle smile. Deep gratitude for humanity. And a namaste. Be simply. Sing, sing, song, song. Tell me what you've done.